a YouTube star lays out an NBA veteran in the boxing ring. Patrick Mahomes and Sarah Fuller put on a show and the Panthers and the Bucks suck again. All of that and more on week 10 of It's Sports Sis. Welcome to week 10, episode 10, fam. So much to go over this week. Let's get to it. First things first, the Jaguars and the Lions fire their GM. So so the Jaguars have a one in 10 record, which is really, really bad. So that means they have one win and 10 losses after 11 games. Right. So the owner of the Jaguars was like, bye, we need, we need better talent in here. Dave Caldwell was the GM for the Jaguars, Sarah. And he, I was looking up his tweets and they're like heart wrenching. It really makes you feel bad for the guy. It's like his like wife just like divorced him. My listen, listen to this. My time in Jacksonville has come to an end. Thank you to the fans who stuck with the team during these hard times. I really tried my best to deliver a Lombardi trophy to this amazing city. To Mr. Khan, thank you for taking a chance on me as a GM, and I'm sorry I couldn't deliver. Thank you to the residents of Jacksonville and to all the fans and people alike that allowed me and my family to call Jacksonville home. Oh, my goodness. It's been an unforgettable seven and a half years, and I wish I could have given you guys in the city more. I mean, just Christine, you know, I'm thinking of right now. I know. I exactly the time is his little violin the little violin i know sorry dude if you could perform better in seven years you would have a job right so i wanted to explain yes dave caldwell was the gm for the jaguars um and they were one in ten this year but i wanted to explain why this is such a big deal so this is the owner saying that players we see you and you're doing a good job, but the overall strategy of the team. So the, the players are probably very good individually, but as a team together, they don't mesh well. So they're not playing well as a team and whatever his strategy has been for the last seven years, year after year after year, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are one of the only four teams that have never made it to the Super Bowl, And starting out this season one in 10, obviously it's a weird season with COVID, but starting out the season one in 10, they're saying, Hey, players individually, you might do, you know, a really great job coach. Obviously you do a really great job in the locker room, but you're not cutting it. You're not cutting it. The strategy behind how these players play together is not being executed properly. And that all is boiled down to the GM. So sorry about your loss, Dave Caldwell. Hate to see you go. Yeah, that really sucks. But speaking of teams with a losing record, the Panthers suck again. So the Panthers <laughs> lost to the Vikings by one sad point. It was 28 to 27. And I've been going back and forth with some of our, our Panthers followers on our Instagram around whose fault it was. And, you know, I think it was a pretty, you know, slow start to begin with, but the second half looked really good. But yeah. all in all, I think the one thing that sticks out to many Panthers fans, which pains me to say, is 
not only did we have terrible clock management, which means that we use like, I think in the second half, we used all three of our timeouts within the third quarter. So we had a full fourth quarter left and we had no timeouts. I think the Vikings did the same thing. So we both went into the fourth quarter with no timeouts, which gives us no control over the clock except to go out of bounds. Right. So it wasn't just poor clock management and running the wrong plays. You know, we should have been running run plays because that runs the clock versus throwing plays, which stops the clock. But again, it pains me to say, Christine, my Joey, Joey Sly missed two field goals and everybody is saying it is his fault that we lost this game. I don't necessarily think it was Joey Sly's fault, although you know, it's living in DC. I really, I don't get to watch the game because it's not on any local, you know, on, on my local network. So I have to find streaming services and I couldn't, I couldn't get my internet to work this Sunday. So I wasn't able to watch it, but my, our mother called, uh, called me and was like, so focused. She said, Joey Sly has got to go. He's the worst <laughs> kicker. Mom. <laughs> He keeps missing field goals. And I'm like, mom, you can't say that about Sly. He's a hokey. He is a hokey. But he missed two field goals. Granted, the first one was blocked. Yes. um, But it was only from 28 yards. So, I mean, that's not totally his fault. But the second one was from 54 yards, which is pretty far. But it went so far left. It it wasn't even remotely close. And in some of his interviews, you know, he did say that's perfectly within his range, which it is. I mean, anybody will tell you that has watched Joey Sly in warmups in practice that this man can make 70 yard field goals. I'm not even kidding you. In practice, he can rip the ball from 70 yards out, get it through the uprights. No problem. So seeing him struggle from like around 50 yards is it sucks because he yeah. shouldn't, he shouldn't be, he can prove, he proves himself day in and day out in practice. And during it's, warmups, it just that proves he can that it's long, long kicks. It just proves that football is also such a mental game. Yeah. You know, I mean, the pressure really, really gets to people. And I think that once you do bad, like Joey Sly, he's kind of, you know, he hasn't had the best season. Um, you know, game after game, it just, the pressure sticks with him and then he's in his head and then he misses the ball. Reminds especially, me especially a kicker, right? So right. to remind you guys, the kicker is the guy who is kicking the ball. There's, there's a punter who is the guy who will drop, kick the ball, who will punt the ball from one side of the field to the other on um, fourth down, but the kicker will kick field goals, which will score points, three points. Um, he'll kick extra points. So there's the extra one point and then he'll, he'll kick off. So if there's some sort of a score, um, the kicker will kick off to the other team after, um, a scoring play. Um, so Joey Sly is the Carolina Panthers kicker. He is fresh out of college from Virginia tech. And again, he's got great biceps. He lives in Charlotte. (laughs) I love that he's a Hokie. And so again, I do not want to say any crosswords against him. I just think you're right. It's all in his head now. He's missed too many. And so game after game, he is a total head case. I mean, all the blame I don't think can be put on Joey Sly because Matt Rule made a really, really bad play call at the end of the game. The Panthers, it was like two minutes and 14 seconds left. All we had to do was run the ball because if you run the ball, it runs the clock down and they, and the Vikings were out of timeout. So, and the only of, time the clock, the time that the clock would stop under two minutes and 15 seconds or 17 seconds would be at the two minute warning. So we run right. the ball. 
if we don't get tackled out of bounds, the clock continues to run down to two minutes, at which case we get the ball back. Right. And if we decided to run the ball, we could have gotten the clock down to like a minute and 14. Like we could have gotten a whole minute tackled off of that. Instead, we decided to throw it, which stopped the clock, which then gave the Vikings like two minutes to get down the field. We got a field goal and then it gave the, the Vikings two minutes to get back down the field, which the they then went down and scored. So Matt Rule made a very, very poor decision there. Really horrible time management, back to what you said there at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And he even admitted at the end of the game in, in his press conference, they were he was like, I mean, they panicked under pressure and yep. they didn't know what play to make. And so they went with that one. And it was just a horrible call. I know. I just, you want to shake him sometimes just get down there and be like, what are you thinking? Just run the ball. Like literally from the very beginning of the game and we'll move on. I know we like to harp on the Panthers because it is, it's just heart wrenching. I mean, we call them for those of you that aren't Carolina Panthers fans. What do we call ourselves? Christine, the cardiac cats. (laughs) Yes. I just, we call ourselves (laughs) the cardiac cats because if we are, we just have like all of these games, even when we were 15 and one, I mean, yeah, there were a few blowouts in there, but you know, in a season where we had 15 wins and only one loss, I feel like there were so many games that came down to the wire and just the perfect example. I mean, being a Panthers fan is hard. It is a hard, hard thing to be, especially this year. So it's so, so true. But if there is anything that boosts the morale of a Panthers fan after a loss, it's watching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers also lose. I know I, was obviously per usual cheering against the Bucks, And I know Patrick Mahomes after, um, you know, we told you guys he signed a huge contract, right? So him and Tyreek Hill were phenomenal during the game. So in the very beginning of this game, Michael is a huge, my husband, Michael, huge Patrick Mahomes fan for one, because Michael went to Texas tech and so did Patrick Mahomes. So we love to watch the Chiefs in our house, but especially because they are so good. Watching Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, they lit up the Bucks defense in the first quarter. I'm talking like in fantasy, Michael has Tyreek Hill. And just to clarify, Tyreek Hill is the wide receiver for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback for the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill at the beginning of that game, Sarah, had... Michael was down in his fantasy significantly. And just in the first quarter, he came back and was this close to beating the guy that was, um, that he was playing against in fantasy. Uh, while we're talking Tyreek Hill, I looked up his picture because I thought he was somebody else to be completely honest. And I pulled up his picture on Google. Have you seen a picture of him? No. Is he? never well well, yes. He's very attractive man. I don't want to say he's not attractive, but what I was getting (laughs) ready to say is He has no neck. His traps are so gigantic. Like it literally looks like his shoulders just go directly into his neck. Like his football picture. Like it just look, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm going to post a picture of Tyreek Hill. Like muscular neck? Yes, like a muscular neck. We'll post a picture of Tyreek Hill on our story when this episode goes live. So you guys can click through and see what I'm talking about. But he literally, I mean, I haven't (laughs) seen. I don't even know how somebody's traps get that big and that he has that type of mobility with having that type of upper body, but more power to him. To your point, he totally killed it on (laughs) Sunday. And I am very glad him and Patrick Mahomes beat the Buccaneers. 
Yes, the final score was 27 to 24. I'm excited to see this picture. I'm very tempted to just Google it right now, but that'll just bring us down a whole nother rabbit hole. So I'm not going to, but yeah, I'll post it on the story. I'll post it yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see that. So, oh, I also wanted to post one other thing on the story about the Chiefs. And it's, there's this whole timeline now of quarterbacks and their faces after losing to Patrick Mahomes. And it's so funny. Tom Brady's one of them. Of course, we've seen his losing face. I love, I love the Tom Brady memes. I absolutely love them. I think Katie edited in like, um, the uh, kindergarten thing and like the one on the sideline about, I don't even remember what they were, but yes. Congratulations. You won. You you scored a point in the game. That was congratulations. Yeah, exactly. Anything Tom Brady related where he's losing and there are memes about him I'm here for. So yes, please share that. I will. But Mahomes, obviously he's been breaking NFL records left and right. And so has Sarah Fuller, Sarah. This one's super, super exciting to talk about. So Sarah Fuller was the stand-in kicker for the Vanderbilt football team. That's right. That's right. So she was the first female kicker in a power five game, um, which I explained, I think over the weekend, I don't even remember. Last week was Thanksgiving. So just give a brief rundown again of what you explained, what power, what does power five mean? Yeah. So the power, power five are the, top five are the largest and most expensive universities in college. Um, so there, I think it's made up of like 65 universities and it's the sec, the ACC, the PAC 12, the big 12 and the big 10. And they are D one schools that have usually the largest football programs that everybody wants to play for. So like the SEC, like Alabama, Florida, Vanderbilt is in the S Auburn. That's correct. Vanderbilt is in the SEC. So I don't know. And I should have probably looked this up if there have been any female kickers that have not played in power five games or not. Yeah. I think there, I think there are two others. Okay. There are two others, but this is the first one that has played for a school of this magnitude. So Sarah Fuller came in and it was the beginning of the second half. And she, I want to say, why was the kicker out? COVID. COVID. Okay. So I go guess. figure. Yeah. Go figure. So the kicker was out. They brought Sarah in at the start of the second half and she kicked off to the other team. So and I don't, she didn't get to kick a field goal, right? No, I think she, it was just a Yeah. Just a kick, just to kick off. Yes. So I do not want to downplay anything that she has done. She won a championship with her soccer team. Yes. Thank you. I don't know why I wanted to say a national championship. I don't know if that's the right terminology, but she won the championship with her Vanderbilt soccer team. And she's just a superstar. I mean, her name is Sarah with an H with an H and she's a bad B and it's Sarah sis. Okay. I am all about (laughs) a good girl named Sarah with an H she spells it the correct way. So, I mean, she went to Vanderbilt with a full scholarship in soccer playing goalie and she was known for her boots with a soccer ball. So I think she's great. I mean, the, uh, Megan Rapino, who is the world cup soccer player, Love her, love her, love her. Me too. She congratulated her. LeBron James congratulated her. Seattle Seahawks quarterback, Russell Wilson congratulated her. I congratulated her. I mean. Yes, the whole world is congratulating her. It's sports. Tagged her on the story. What else could you want in life? You know, Sarah Fuller, be on our, be on our podcast. You are our dream. Like we love you. 
about. Yes, we absolutely love you. Girls rule. Amen to that. Okay, Christine. So as shocking as it was to see a female kicker in a power five football game, did you see Nate Robinson get laid out by Jake Paul? I was dying at this. Honestly, I was dying because so Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. had like, they set up this boxing match. It was just supposed to be like, you know, for entertainment reasons. And they were supposed to be the big names, right? Well, they had their pre-match. So uh, Nate Robinson is an ex-basketball player and Jake Paul is a YouTube star. Correct. Who would you think would win the pre-match? The basketball player, right? Nate Robinson, that's right. But okay, so let me, let me just paint the picture, okay? Nate Robinson is like 5'10". He's like 35 years old. Yes, he's an athlete. He played in the NBA. But again, he's 5'10 and he's 35 years old. Jake Paul, YouTube star, has all of the time in the world. Literally all he does for a living is video his life. He has been training and he is 23 years old and he's like six foot two. So again, you've got somebody who's 35 years old. Yes, he is a seasoned NBA vet. Don't get me wrong, Christine. So but... he's only 5'10 playing in the NBA. I always yeah. think that's pretty impressive. I know they're... he's definitely, hold on five foot nine. Oh, he's five nine. Oh, really? shoot. He's even under five ten. He's five nine. Yeah. So he's five nine. Um, okay. and he was okay. So they were both talking, right? We've got the YouTube star. It's his job to like it's he's he's on YouTube for shock value, right? All right. he does is vlog, people follow along, whatever. He has been training. Him and his brother are the YouTube star together, but he's been talking a lot of smack. So Jake Paul talks a lot of smack. Nate Robinson does what? talk smack back. So this fight, you know, Knight was on there on, on his Twitter. I almost said tweeter. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm so old. He was on his tweeter. Jake Paul was on his Twitter before the match and was like adding like all of these NBA stars and was like, I'm about to shock the world, bro. Um, this was like one of his most popular tweets. He at Steph Curry and was like, I'm going to shock the world, bro. And Steph, as soon as Nate got laid out, tweeted him back and said, you ain't wrong. <laughs> I felt so honestly, I feel so bad for Nate Robinson because Christine, I saw he got like, I mean, he was not, I didn't think he was going to stand up to be honest. He went to the hospital. Yeah. I mean, I he, know he tweeted out later and like told everybody that he was, you know, he was better and everybody was like making fun of him. Like, I feel so bad for him. And I think one person finally stood up. I don't know who it was. Somebody famous who plays in the NBA and said, it takes kahunas to get in the ring with anybody. Okay. Also mention the fact that Jake Paul is, he's a YouTube star, but he's also been training MMA. So I come to find that out. And now that you told me that Nate Robinson was only five, nine, Jake Paul is six, two. I probably take back the fact that I would probably choose the ex basketball player, but when, whenever you're first talking about it, when you hear a basketball player and a YouTube star are going to go against each other, right. my brain went initially to the basketball. Well, player. and you probably have like LeBron James in your mind. You have like the right. super tall reptar thing. of NBA players in your head. <laughs> and it's like, you know, Nate Robinson is, I mean, he's a big guy. He's very in shape, you know, don't get me wrong, but he's, he's small. He's five, nine. And right. you know, your wingspan when you're five, nine can only be, but so, so 
wide. So, I mean, his punches are not going to go as far as Jake Paul's did, but Christine. So yes, Jake Paul flattens Nate Robinson, shocks the world, whatever. Nate Robinson is fine. Thank goodness. But Jake Paul is now calling out Conor McGregor and says he wants to box Conor McGregor. Oh, and you know, that's going to happen. I set that up. Okay. Let's just, okay. Let's just talk about the positives of this. First of all, I can't stand Conor McGregor. Horrible idea. I can't stand Conor McGregor. For those of you that don't know, Conor McGregor is like the, he definitely weighs less than I do. He's like very small, all tatted. He's an MMA fighter. Um, he did go up against Floyd Mayweather in a boxing fight. And I want to say Floyd won. Nobody knocked anybody out, but that was the last big fight that he had. What I do think this is positively doing is bringing a, a, an awareness back to boxing that I think has gone. People pay to see the Mike Tyson and the Roy Jones fight, which by the way, as much as I can't stand to listen to Mike Tyson talk, his I mean, for being in his late fifties, Mike Tyson looked, looked good. He looked really good with his shorty shorts on and his six pack and his biceps all pop in like, okay, Mike Tyson, you might bite my ear off, but I mean, you're fun to look at. <laughs> so anyway, I definitely think this Jake Paul, Conor McGregor fight will happen. Technically speaking, Conor McGregor is retired, but don't oh, they all say back. that? They all say that. They all say that right. they're retired. And Conor McGregor has never won a boxing fight in like a professional ring. So I think he'll probably come out with a chip on his shoulder. But again, Conor McGregor's little and Jake Paul's tall. And I think in the boxing world, you yeah. you know, you have a little bit of an advantage being a taller person. So. And if he lost, if if McGregor lost, he would be the joke. Yeah. Yeah. No. Everybody would laugh. I mean, now everybody would talk about that. Just you know? like Nate Robinson, just like Nate Robinson. So, but good. I will say, I think one of the most entertaining things about the whole thing was that Snoop Dogg was one of the commentators. Get out of my head. I was going to say that. <laughs> he was smoking a joint the whole time. I don't know how he functions. He was worth every penny. That's the type of announcer that people show up for and pay for. We want the Snoop Dogs of the world to come on and announce these boxing matches to make it more entertaining because a lot of times they're not entertaining. I mean, thankfully we had this Jake Paul, Nate Robinson match because that was like the most memorable point part of the night, but the Mike Tyson, Roy Jones fight was a bleh. Right. It was a dud. It was a dud. So anyways, thank goodness for Snoop Dogg. Well, on to the fun part of the episode, and that's the upcoming picks for these games that are coming up this weekend. Christine, so it's so confusing. I literally, I got, got on the phone with Travis before we started recording, and I'm like, is there a game tonight? Like, I know we've, we keep telling you guys that the Ravens Steelers Steelers game keeps getting postponed. So now I don't, I don't even know what, so anyways, tell me what's, what's yeah. happening with it. It's so confusing. And I still, I think that this schedule is still going to be very fluid. Because I know, right? We're going to tell you guys this. We're recording on Tuesday. It comes on right. on Thursday. Everything is probably going to go to shit tomorrow. It's going to completely change and we're going to be wrong, but we're going to tell you as it is, as it stands today, Tuesday, December 1st, we believe it's December at 6.40 PM. These are the schedules so far that have changed because of COVID this week. So as of right now, the Steelers and the Ravens are going to be playing Wednesday December 2nd at 3.40 in the afternoon. For whatever reason, I have no idea why they're playing 3.40, but they are. Is there another game that's playing tomorrow night? 
No, no, just the Steelers and the Ravens. So why? I wonder if there, there's probably some sort of cl- conflicting something or other on one of the networks. So that's so, why they had to do it. Well, tomorrow and then Thursday, there's no, there's no game. So there's going to be no Thursday night football. And because, that's because the Ravens. Okay. Yeah. Because the Ravens were supposed to play the Cowboys on Thursday night. But now since the Steelers and Ravens game have been pushed back so much, they're going to give them more time off to, I mean, you know, so they're not playing Obviously, two days in a row. Yeah. Because their you game travel. that was originally supposed to be on Thursday, got moved to Sunday. Then it got moved to Monday. Then it got to move to Tuesday. Then it got moved to Wednesday. They're supposed to play again on Thursday. <gasps> So obviously they can't play two NFL games back to back. You got to give, you know, the body a rest. So they're going to play on Wednesday and then they're going to turn around and play the Cowboys when Tuesday. All right. Tuesday. I mean, the schedule is all over the place. I know, but I mean, to be honest, looking at the bright side, here I am finding silver linings, Sarah with the silver linings for it. Sports says so many assets. Um, I, you know, historically we only have football on Thursday, obviously Saturday's college football and Sunday's NFL. And then we have Monday night football. So, you know, sprinkling in a little Tuesday night, Wednesday, if it was actually Wednesday night, not Wednesday afternoon. I mean, some of us have nine to five jobs that I have to work. So I don't think I'm going to be able to watch the first half, but I'm kind of enjoying the random nights of football. Yeah. I I don't disagree with that. I think it kind of, you know, on Tuesday, it's usually like, oh man, like there's nothing on. I don't really have anything to watch, but then it just gives you something to look forward to after your work day. So I agree with you there. Um, The Steelers. So rewind Steelers Ravens play this Wednesday. They're playing week 12 game in week 13 because the Ravens are playing on Wednesday. They won't play again until Tuesday against the Cowboys. All right. So I don't mean to do this to you, Christine, but since we still have the Steelers Ravens game looming over our head, let's just recap. What was Christine your record? Chose the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever, Sarah. I was 0-2 <laughs> on Thanksgiving football. I was, I wanted to turn the TV off when I was watching the games. I was like, I hate losing and I'm 0-2. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I won two. I won both. I won, yeah, I won we know. on Thanksgiving. And then again, I keep pushing you guys because the game keeps pushing, but we'll figure out on Wednesday who wins the Steelers or the Ravens at three 40 on Wednesday. And as a reminder, I have the Ravens and Christine, you have the Steelers. Got it. All right. So Please, Steelers don't let me go that one win. <laughs> I think they're, this is their, this is their time. This is their one game that they're going to lose this season. They're going to go 10 and one, but of all of that confusing mess because of COVID let's talk our regularly scheduled Sunday games. So Sunday game, the Sunday 1 PM game, um, saints and the Falcons who you got. Saints. I've actually struggled with this one because well, the, Saints, the Falcons kicked so much rear end last week. They, yeah, they destroyed the Raiders. Yes. And the Saints still don't have Drew Brees. So I think I'm going to be ballsy and go with the Falcons. Okay. Uh, 4 p.m. Rams versus Cardinals. Who you got? Rams. I got the Rams too. Um, and I also wanted to choose another 4 p.m. game because this one's going to be good. Uh, the Patriots versus the Chargers. Which one? You th- which one do you think? So the Patriots just beat the 49ers. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, Cam. I'm gonna be on Superman Cam's team. Let's go Patriots. Same. I have the Patriots too. 
Don't let us down, Cam. Um, 8 p.m. Broncos versus Chiefs. Chiefs. Same. And the first Monday night game is the Steelers versus the Washington football team at five. So we're not going to pick that game, but we will pick the Bills versus the 49ers, Christine. So who you got? I am going to, I'm going to choose the Bills because one of my best friends is a huge Bills fan. And I just, I think this is their week. I think they're going to win against the 49ers. I think the 49ers are coming off of a loss and they're not going to lose two games in a row. So I think I've got the 49ers. All right. Well, we shall see. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Sports. We love you all dearly. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and follow us on Instagram and we will see you next week. Bye.